Hey guys, Justin Williams here, and today we are going to talk about the one epiphany shift that you need to have in 2019 that will not only change the outcome of this year, but the outcome of the rest of your life. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Now let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. What's going on, Flip Hackers? Hope you guys all had an incredible holiday season and new year. Uh, ours was amazing. Um, I'm not going to get into details right now, but it was fantabulous. So the other day, actually just a couple days ago, my wife and I were out with, um, some of our really good friends and just in passing, I don't know what we were talking about. I think we were talking about, I'm not like totally into cars, but we got on the subject of cars and we were talking about Teslas and I mentioned how Bill, I hope Bill's okay with this. Um, but I mentioned how Bill Allen, uh, one of the you know, who uh, to him, you, know, you guys all know who Bill is, but I mentioned, oh yeah, one of the guys that, that works with me and one of my clients, uh, yeah, just recently bought the, the test. I, I don't know a lot about cars. I don't remember the model was, but the one that costs like over a hundred grand or whatever. Um, and, and I mentioned how he, you know, used it as like a tax write-off thing. It was a st- strategically, Bill's really smart like that. But I mentioned, oh yeah, and he just bought a plane the other day, um, too. And, and I didn't mention these other things, uh, but I, I also, like, I think directly, yeah, he's had a, some, a great year, you know, great few years, and how quickly he, like, ramped up his business, and um, even, like, what he does for me, and how he's doing and that, and anyway, I just kind of indirectly mentioned some of these things to these guys. I didn't mention, you know, the fact that Bill's been able to take his family to Disney World a couple times um, in the last few months, and... Uh, the other things that he's been able to do with with family and the fact that his company just donated thirty thousand dollars to help build build a home for for a veteran for a veteran and um, the the fact that he's raised a bunch of money for children who are being sex trafficked all, all, all these amazing bottom line is all these amazing things that Bill has been able to do this year as a result of the seeds that he planted, the things that he did a few years ago, right? So I just kind of indirectly mentioned um, a couple of these things to, to him, and I think he, he's kind of seen, like, us and our family and knows that we have, you know, it's probably overkill, but passes to, like, season passes to, like, three amusement parks, and uh, we just kind of, you know, we were able to go skiing and snowboarding with our family when we want. Just all these little things that he just knows, because him and my wife are really good friends, and... That, that we're able to do, um, and the donations we're able to do, and the things we're able to do with our family, and, and just kind of live a life of, of freedom, if you will, right? So he's aware of these things, and um, I guess afterwards, his wife and my wife were talking, and she mentioned to him that, oh, my, my husband, like, he really wants to talk to, to Justin and find out more about, not necessarily what you guys are doing, but just learn more, like, about business in general. And the interesting thing is this guy is, he's a relatively, like, very successful person. I mean, he lives in San Clemente, like in a, you know, million dollar home, million dollar plus home, whatever. Um, but he's just, he's just stuck, right? Like so many people, like so many, uh, maybe of you guys, even maybe some of the listeners is just kind of stuck. And this caused me to think about, um, why that is right. Like why, although we've had many ups and downs, why overall year over year, like do, do Tara and I, and many of and Bill and uh, many of our, our clients and many of our members and the people that, that I know and are in my circle, why do they keep progressing year over year without hitting that 
that glass ceiling. And I got started thinking about some of the things that I would or maybe will talk to this this guy about when when we talk. So I know he wants to meet with me. And one of the things was around mindset. I, I noticed a lot. There's a lot of mindset things that I think he needs to to work on. But I, I it caused me to think of some other things and why maybe I've been successful outside of the you know I used to just share with people. Oh yeah, how I find deals or how I raise capital, and then it got to be oh no, it's about like systems, and um, I've realized more and more like everything is everything is mindset. It sounds like such a boring word, and there's so many different angles. Like we talk about mindset, oh mindset, you know, but it's like no, there's like so many different angles and ways to look at mindset, and this has really caused me to um, check out you know a lot more of okay why I do the things I do and some of the things that have caused me to. Um, to reach the level of success that, that I've reached, but not only that, but help other people, which is even more important to me right now in my life, uh, reach the level of success that that they've reached. And I realized it all comes down to, as I really started to break it down, it all comes down to the epiphanies that I've had throughout my life, uh, especially since I've been you know, running businesses and the, the, the paradigm shifts, right, which are, are really one and the same. And I thought this was really fascinating. I just started, since I started my business, I started writing down all of the epiphany shifts that I've had in my mindset. Now, when, just to qualify this, when I talk about an epiphany shift or a paradigm shift, as you probably have heard from Stephen R. Covey's book, Seven uh, Habits of Highly Effective People, um, for me, it's always been, these are like big things that people, most people consider like almost radical or I guess things that go against the status quo, right? Uh, these, these paradigm shifts are things that most people wouldn't think of. Most people go against the status quo. It's not the, the norm. Not that they're hard to come up with or think about, but usually what we do is we kind of walk around in these herds of, with these groups of people and just watch and do what other people do and say. And uh, we have these ideas and thoughts on our own, but we think like, oh, I can't do that. That's not the right thing. Oh, I got to do this. Got to follow the pack. Right. So that's, that's qualifier number one. Like all of these epiphanies that I'm going to talk about and mindset shifts that I've had that have drastically changed where I've gone in my life and how we've been able to break through those glass ceilings and keep growing and progressing. They all go against the grain of, of the status quo or what most people would do or say. So the tricky thing about that is you can't just go to people and ask their opinion on that, or at least not like 99.9% of the world, right? Because um, they, they wouldn't know. They're going to tell you the wrong opinion. Uh, the other thing is it usually goes against what you currently believe to be true, okay? So otherwise, there is a false belief that you are currently having or a strong belief that you currently have on how something should be and there's a really good chance that you have one of those beliefs that you actually need to completely flip-flop right so how do you do that you got to break it down you got to break that belief you got to recognize this was a belief this is what you thought to be true you got to break that belief and you got to replace it with a new belief Okay, so I'm going to try to break this down for you guys. I went through and wrote down some notes on the different epiphanies and mindset shifts that I've had throughout the years that have helped us to get to where we are today. So it all started in college. Um, I'm horrible with dates, and I didn't really go look this up around the time, but it was like 2004, 2005. I got married. We got married in 2004, uh, June 23rd. And I don't remember if it was the end of 2004 or middle or beginning of 2005, but within a year, you know, realized, okay, 
colleges was not for me. I only had a semester left. I had a full ride scholarship and cold turkey. Like once I realized I was going to start a business and I didn't want to go into the degree that I was quote unquote pursuing at the time, I was done. Totally done. Walked away, walked into my coach, had a shoulder injury at the time, said, hey, I'm done with football. And I don't think he expected me to drop out of school, but I did. Dropped out of school and never looked back. And the crazy thing is if I would have asked one of any like million people, like I would have got the same answer. No, like finish your degree. Like you have one semester left. You have full ride scholarship. Like it was against all the logic of anything. And there are probably a lot of you out there too. They're like, why didn't you finish? Even the other day I was at one of Bruins basketball games and sitting next to one of the, the moms who her husband's like, a doctor. They're very, they're very successful, very smart people. They know that we're successful. They know, have an idea of what we do. But even her, like real, when she realized that I only had a semester left, she's like, well, go, you can go still go do it. I'm like, like, you don't get it. Like, why would I do that? Like to me, logically, it makes, it makes no sense. Like there's no, I'm not doing it for someone else. Right. So that was the, the epiphany or the mindset shift that I had uh, at that time. Right. Was, no, I want to focus 100% on what it is that that I want to do. And that was, you know, for me personally, right? Um, and so we started a satellite, you know, we started the satellite dish business that if you guys know the story within a year, we had $120,000 of debt. And there might be some people like, Oh, you should have stuck with college. But you know what? It wasn't even an option for me. It wasn't what I wanted to do. I knew where we were going. I felt wealthy, even with that debt we had. So within six months, you know, moved to Bakersfield, California, moved in with a bunch of people, paid off the debt. And once again, logic would say, okay, you are now being successful, right? Like we paid off $120,000 within six months, right? Like keep that going, right? You can make like a couple hundred thousand dollars a year and life is great. But we then became aware of the opportunity presented in in real estate, um, or at least thought we were aware because we didn't know we didn't know and jumped right into it, cold turkey. I mean, at that time we paid off the debt. We were pretty much break even. We couldn't afford you know, real estate or getting into this business or the education that that we would need. Uh, but we figured it out, we went for it and just basically let, left the business. Had had my brother at the time kind of took it over for a little bit until we transitioned. And then we just, we just dropped it. And so that was in 2007, we had that epiphany of real estate and there were some ups and downs and took a while to get going. But after a while, things were going pretty good. And then 2009, middle of 2009, things started to slow down. Things with short sales were changing. We had moved to a different location and had the epiphany that, okay, now's the time we got to get out of the short sell industry. And that's where we were really doing well and started on, you know, fix and flips with REOs and trustee sales. And we were doing short sales. We were doing like wholesaling. And so there's no risk or anything like that. So in 2009, it, it was, it was tough. Um, and that led up in like 2010. I remember doing like our first one or two flips and just being so concerned about all the the risk that was involved. And this was like a super cheap house that we bought, but I was so concerned about all the risk. And what if I lose my private money lenders money? And it was so, it was like hard for me to sleep at night and that was just really difficult. So, um, then that led to in 2010 and the 2010 having the epiphany of rental properties. I had a friend who I was doing really well in rental properties and he showed me what rental numbers looked like. And I started to identify some of these properties like, oh, wow, I can buy a lot of these houses and they have good rent returns and I don't have to worry about the stress of flipping it. And, and that, so that was my epiphany in the end of 2009. And 
between the end of 2009 and the beginning of 2010, we ended up, oh, no, I'm sorry, the end of 2010, that was my epiphany in 2010, because um, 2009 is when we started uh, doing the, the flips, and that was, was stressful, and then did that in 2010, it was a big struggle, 10, 2010 was not a very pretty year for us, uh, but at the end of 2010, the beginning of 2011, we, we started doing rental properties, and within a three to four month window period of time, we purchased 12 rental properties. And that was a huge epiphany. I was like far and wide the most properties we had ever purchased in that short a period of time. And we did it because we weren't worried about the flipping. That fear that was in the back of my mind that holds us back. There's always something that fear is always at the root of whatever is keeping us back from reaching our dreams and fulfilling our mission. Uh, but that was no longer there because I just saw the rental numbers. I knew it would work. Have not been said, if you know the story in the beginning of 2011, we, we ran out of money. Like at the time I didn't know how to raise a lot of money with investors. I had like one investor and didn't, didn't know what we were going to do, how to pay the bills, how to pay. Uh, we just weren't making enough money yet from the rentals. Um, and we sold four of those properties and from those four properties ended up making more money than we need for an entire year. And big, huge epiphany happened. This is like one of the biggest epiphanies I've ever had in the beginning of 2011 was, huh, we just made more money than we for an entire year. What if we could do that every month? And what if we could do that with systems and processes that would allow us to um, work more, focus on working on our business rather than just in our business? You know, I've read books like The E-Myth and The 4-Hour Workweek, and I knew that was possible. I thought, why not do it with real estate? You know, no one ever told me that. Uh, people always said rentals were passive, uh, flipping was a job, and the goal is to just flip three to four houses, buy a rental, and then just keep doing that. And within, you know, 20 years, you can finally actually do something fun with your life or give back or something, right? And so that was kind of the path we were going down. But this made me realize, like, wow, like, my kids that are young right now, like, we can actually move to the beach. Uh, we can live that lifestyle. We can go to Disneyland. We can do these things. We can go on trips with our family. We can give back to our parents. We can um, help these organizations that we wanted to help. It just made me realize all these things started open and, and to change. And once again, I could not go to conventional wisdom. I couldn't go ask people because everyone would say, no, rentals, you got to buy rentals, you got to buy rentals. But the problem was these rentals were sucking up my, my capital. And I knew if I had this cash machine, if I built this cash machine that would work for me, then that would allow me to buy the cash flow, buy me, buy the rentals, allow me to save those chips, if you will, and use them however I want, but also enjoy life at the same time and give back and, and do all these things that were really meaningful to me. Uh, so we did that. And rather than wait 20 years, we basically brought that into the future. And, you know, that year made a made a really good income the following year, ended up flipping over 100 houses, created the systems and, you know, made made a seven figure uh, net, net income. And it really changed our life. You know, we were able to, that's when we were able to move to San Clemente, and kind of live this this dream of being by the beach, something I always dreamed of, didn't really think was possible. And, and raising our kids here and just being able to go and, and still work hard, but like do those things that we really enjoyed. Now, when I moved, we moved to San Clemente, um, that's when I had another big epiphany. Cause I thought I was going to basically be semi-retired at the age of 32, just spend a few, a few hours a week working on my business and then enjoying the rest of the time surfing and traveling and, and just living the dream. And it didn't take long, but after a couple months, started to get really bored, semi-depressed, and 
that's when I had the epiphany or the realization that I needed to do more. Now, once again, conventional wisdom would say, well, just do more of what you're already doing. Instead of five hours a week, uh, start working 20 hours a week. So you feel more fulfilled. You're not bored. And flip like two to three times as many houses as as you currently are. But by that time, um, I don't know, things have changed. What I got excitement and joy out of before in my life was was now different, you know? YOLO, you only live once. Like, life is short. And I... I didn't feel like that was really in the cards for me. It wasn't what I wanted to or felt like I needed to do. And I had to do some serious soul searching. And, uh, you know, I always struggled with with education. And that's why I didn't want to educate because of the things I'd been taken advantage of in the past. And there are like, quote, unquote, gurus out there that really weren't doing the business. And um, I was like, no, it's not really for me. But that's when I had the epiphany that, well, that's exactly why I needed to do it and decided to go for it. Didn't really listen to, I, I could have called and asked a lot of people I knew that had done a little bit of education or, or, or were against or whatever. Right. But I, I didn't, I just knew I had to kind of follow my instinct, do what I felt like I needed to do. Look at the things I wish I, um, knew with, with the, think of the thing that I wish I had and, and put it out there and put it out there at a price that was affordable to people. And that, that was my thought process, right? Like I'm going to, leverage technology. I'm going to put this online. I'm going to, I'm going to basically go through when someone would want to meet for lunch and pick my brain and, uh, ask me all these questions that would then lead to more questions and more questions and more questions. I just kind of do it to everyone. I was going to put that all in, in video format and then have like a forum where people could ask questions. And I could answer those. And then it would be there for people to go to and they could learn. Right. Um, the thing is that led to, to more questions and, it led to a lot of success. A lot of people were having a lot of success and they wanted help at a higher level, but I just, I didn't have the time, you know, by then I had brought Andy McFarland on who, you know, at the time was, I don't know how many wholesale deals he was doing at the time, but is currently doing 20 to 30 wholesale deals a month, but was doing quite a bit at the time as well. And we kind of teamed up and he was helping me coach house flipping formula, but I just swore like I would never have be that guy to have that high level coaching program. You know, those guys that, charge a bunch of money and they go out there and bring in all these people who um, may or may not ever succeed at this business. And that just kind of made me sick to my stomach to think about. But yet here I was, that was my belief. And I had these people that were, were asking for it. They wanted more. And I really didn't know what to do. And that's when I had to break down my old false belief. And I had to replace it with a new one. I had to break down the false belief that I had that anyone who teaches or sells education for a high price is a fraud, is a crook. Um, they don't help people succeed. And that was a hard thing to break down. But I had to separate it. I had to ask myself the questions, why? Why do people do that? Why do they say that? Okay, it's because they take, you know, old old ladies and take their retirement account. And people have never done this business. And they promise them the world that you're going to get rich really fast through this and this and this and blah, blah, blah. And it's easy to do. And all these things... They just aren't true. You know, these people don't have a proven record. We all know that 95% of people who want to do this business will never do anything, right? They'll never even move forward. They'll never even make an offer. So I had to break down all these things and say, this is why it doesn't work over here. This is what it looks like here. How can we make that different? And worked through a lot of this with, with Andy and with Tara and realized, okay, what if we take people who are have already proven themselves 
are already successful to a level and they, they can afford this, right? It's an investment in their business and we give them our all. You know, two people who are doing this at a high level have created seven-figure businesses that operate for them and what if we put that out there? And and we did. And it was incredible. The response was incredible right out of the gate. Uh, but we were still nervous. I was nervous at least. What if these guys don't see the results? And then to see them see the results that they saw um, was was amazing. So since that time in the seven-figure program and then even starting the eight-figure program, I won't go into too much detail. But there's many epiphanies and realizations of things that, that I had to go through. Um, for me personally, one of the biggest epiphanies and realizations that was probably the hardest choice I've ever made in my life was a couple of years ago. When I had to almost break that exact truth that seven-figure flipping was built on, uh, my high-level coaching program was built on in that, okay, we do this business at a high level so we can teach other people to do it at a high level. Um, because what happened at the time is, once again, you know, market was, was kind of changing up. I had gotten to the point where I was, wasn't even maintaining my business because I, I was just running with, with uh, the team that I had. Um, my for me to maintain the business that I had at the time, I probably would have to spend around five hours a week minimum. Uh, eh, not minimum, around five hours a week working on it. And I was at the point where I was literally spending zero time to maybe 20 minutes a week. Uh, at that same time, the market was changing. And then uh, what happened, I was like, yeah, I'm going to either have to dive in here or, or figure out something, right? You've got to rebuild this a little bit here to keep things going or do something. And then Kel comes to me who... If you guys know the story, he was uh, my my lead manager. He he was not my lead manager. He was my acquisitions manager. He was the one mainly one, the one who would go out and get my deals and, and manage my marketing and all that. And he's like, "Hey, it's been great working with you. I've learned a ton. I'm so excited. I'm going to go out and do this on my own now." And our agreement with that was that he wouldn't do that within three years. And he was actually doing it, and I didn't think he was going to, but he did. And I was like, "Wow, I'm at a crossroads here. I either got to go out, kind of." put the education not on hold, but not continue with the same momentum <clears throat> and growth and helping the same amount of people that we were in the same way and all the goals that we had and go back and rebuild this over here or, or just find a new acquisitions manager and, and do all these things. Or I had to go full throttle in the, the education business. And that was the hardest decision I ever made. And I knew what I wanted to do. I knew what my heart wanted to do. I was in love um, and addicted <laughs> to helping other people, seeing other people create the, this freedom and these six-figure, high six-figure and seven-figure businesses. That's what I wanted to do was was help more of those people and have the impact that, that it was creating. Uh, but I don't want to be that guy, right? This belief that I had built on was, I was now, I felt like I would be a fraud. If, if I did that, I would be this guy that um, I had created in my mind that I would built this whole program off of so so hard uh when my wife and i recorded the podcast a couple of years ago it was literally like we had to record it three different times because i just didn't even know like how to let people know like what our plan was um but once again followed our heart broke down why did i believe that thing and came to the realization that um any of the other programs i had seen the the so-called coach or guru was claiming that they were doing all these things. They were the only coach. 
and it just wasn't true. They were the only coach, or they would send you to this call center where you would learn from people who weren't doing the business. And I looked at my business where it was, and I said, wow, we have, um, you know, I don't know, I don't know, five, five now, maybe it was three or so at the time, three to five coaches who are all doing this business at the one of the highest levels possible, seven-figure businesses. Everyone is doing anywhere from 10 to 30 deals every single month like clockwork, and it becomes so much bigger than I than I ever was on my own. And I realized, wow, like what was holding me back from helping everyone as much as I could was my own personal ego. You know, I thought it was all about me and I had to have the epiphany that it wasn't about me. It was about helping other people. And as long as we helped other people, that was all that mattered. So having that epiphany and just letting go of the, I'm the guy who does over a hundred houses every single year, working five hours a week, making, you know, seven or multiple seven figure income. Like that was doing like flipping or and or wholesaling houses. Like I, me having to be that guy in order to help other people be that person. That's what I thought. I let go of that and it was tough, but looking back, you know, a couple of years later, it's, it's incredible to see a, as of a result, what has happened because of that. Um, so many more people have reached that level I've been able to focus more on the program overall and working with, with the coach and working with Bill. But Bill, has, as a result of that, is now working for us as our um, COO in a higher capacity and helping run the business. We've been able to bring on recently um, a, a director of operations. Vanessa's been able to step in and help out a lot more because she hasn't been as focused on the the flipping business. Um, we've been able to improve our our fulfillment team, Mike Simmons, has been able to step up and take over director of fulfillment. We've been able to, I mean, I could go, go on. We're working right now on our marketing and sales team so we can reach more people and help more people. And I've just grown so much and learned so much. It's kind of interesting. And we still do some flips, but it, it's a different time in life, right? Like, you got to build the cash machine so you can do what you want with your life. Um you know, this year we were able to sell, or I should say last year, reflecting on 2018, we were able to sell a handful of rentals that we had purchased many years before that had gone up tremendously in value. Um, because of the decisions we made in building that cash machine, we were able to take a high-risk investment many years ago in Bitcoin, which was $75 at the time. And last year, we were able to sell it at a lot of, not all of it, a chunk of it at the peak and make a decent amount of income from that. Uh, we were able to invest with one of our eight, many of our actually eight figure members and a couple coaches in building out a storage unit, um, storage unit facility in Florida, which is a fun project that we're working on. We know we'll do a lot of private money lending, uh, which has been kind of fun to be on the other end of that spectrum and now being the one getting those checks um, rather than paying those checks. Right. So but even more importantly, it's the, the people the impact that we've been able to have on the hundreds of people who have gone through our programs and seeing their life change for the better, getting those emails, getting those testimonials from you guys on how your life has changed and grown. That's made all the difference. And it was all through breaking these different epiphanies or having these different epiphanies, breaking down these false beliefs that I once had that it allowed me to continue to grow. Um, now, there are, I've got some, you know, once again, epiphanies and false beliefs and 
paradigm shifts that I am currently working on that I need to have for for this year to make this year uh, an incredible year and to continue to grow. One of the major, I forgot to mention, one of the major false beliefs or the epiphanies that I had last year uh, that gave me a paradigm shift last year was I wasn't investing enough in my own education. Um, for the first year when I started my education business, I kind of was on this thing of, and it was kind of like an oxymoron, I guess, um, but I didn't want to spend a lot of money on education. And that's why my programs were, were so inexpensive, but I was stuck. And the first year I, I wanted to quit many times and I almost did. Luckily, you know, with the help of Tara and a lot of support there and uh, we pushed through and a lot of that was because we got help from a mentor and, you know, spent $25,000 there and then ended up spending more money on other education and ended up spending about 50, you know, 25 to $50,000 those first, uh, after those first, that first year, a couple years after that, um, and realized, okay, we got to spend some money on our education. That was one of another epiphany we had. And then another epiphany I had last year was I have a handful of couple, specifically a couple colleagues, friends that I've met over the years since I've gotten more into the, um, I don't call it the like digital marketing space or whatever, <laughs> uh, but people that I've met and we've kind of followed each other's journeys and stayed in contact. And it's kind of funny, I'm talking to these couple people and I'm sure there's also a lot of people who haven't had as much quote unquote success in building their business and help the impact they've had and the, the income that's been generated but I always focus on like the people who are succeeding the most, right? So I'm thinking, seeing these couple people and seeing where they were when I where I was at a certain point, and we were surpass, we were further along than them as far as uh, business growth and experience, especially with the house flipping, all these things like pretty drastically past them actually in a lot of ways. And I have seen them last year and part of the year before really surpass us in the impact that they've been able to have and the the people that they've been able to help and the income they've been able to generate and the things they've been able to do as a result of that and it drives me crazy if I'm being honest and I look at some of the things that they've done and one of it is they've invested a lot more in themselves than than we have so one of the big epiphanies I had last year was I just had to break the false belief I used to have this belief of investing a lot of money in yourself and wasn't the thing because all these people, these so-called gurus I've seen that would just take advantage of people. I'm like, wow, like I've been carrying this false belief this whole time that education is bad or high level. Then it was high level education is bad or, or not worth it. And for really missing out when the truth is everyone who succeeds at the highest level has high level coaches. And so I committed last year to investing a hundred over like six figures in in myself and my own my company for our growth and this year we're already committed to well way more than that and we'll invest around a quarter million dollars in ourselves. and it's so funny to think that um, I used to think 25 to 50 thousand dollars a year was a lot right and sure part of that high level investment is as our income has gone up we take a percentage of that and and reinvest it uh, but a lot of it really is it was a paradigm shift and I have no doubt that those people that we now have access to, those consultants and coaches and mentors, um, are going to help us dramatically, dramatically be able to not only increase our, our income, but even more importantly, which is now where my focus has shifted, but the impact that we're going to be able to have with our clients. And that reaches out further to the the other missions that we have, which are helping 
with uh, the, the, the traffic, the trafficking and, and other things that I won't go into too much detail right now. Um, so that's what I want to kind of share with you guys today. I hope that makes sense, right? Like, what is it right now in your life that is going on that is causing you to not get to that next level? And I guarantee you it is most likely a false belief that you currently have in, in something. It's something that not only a false belief, but it is a, a belief, a strong belief that you currently have that is keeping you from hitting that next level. So I just really encourage you to look at that. You know, for Bill, when he first started, it was the belief that he wanted to do everything on his own. He thought having a team or employees was going to hurt him. In fact, his very first call with Andy, that's what he says, I don't want a team. I don't want people on my team. I just want to do like a few more flips a year. And and he's like, okay, but let me show you how we do it and this and that. And once he had that epiphany shift, like he's, he's blown, his business has blown up since then. He's a really smart guy. He just had that one thing, that one domino that if he pushed down, it made everything else easy. It made all the other dominoes fall down. Um, you know, for, for a lot of people, depending on what level you're at, it might be they think they have to go to every job. They think they have to be the one swinging the hammer. They might think that this is the way you get deals or um, I have to do this thing on my own or like th- there's some kind of false bell or it might be around coaching like I talked about for me. It might be, oh, I'm, I'm just going to listen to free podcasts and I'm going to read some books who can't speak back to me, right? Like, And they're not investing in themselves in that next level of education. They might think real estate investment clubs are where it's at or that's getting them to what they need, but they're ready for that next level and they're not getting there because they are doing the same things. Uh, you guys have all heard if you if you do the same thing, um, you know, and the definition of sanity is doing the exact same thing and expecting a different result. So what is it that you are currently doing? Because what you are currently doing is based on beliefs. It's based on what you believe you should be doing and there's a reason for that. But what is it that you are currently doing that you are going to change this year in 2019 that is going to change the outcome of, of what you're going to get. It's probably going to be, like I said, it's going to be hard because you have these beliefs that are surround and help support that thing you're doing. It might be a part of your identity, but what are those things that you are doing that you need to make that dramatic shift and probably not go talk to a bunch of friends or family about, or even certain colleagues because you probably want to reach that next level. So you don't want to necessarily ask those same people who you have allowed to cause you to help you stay where you are, if that makes sense. Anyway, I hope this is making sense, guys. I'm trying to download what is in my mind that has really helped us in so many ways um, create multiple businesses. I mean, our own, at least a couple seven-figure businesses, and then help so many other people create multiple six- and seven-figure businesses in the specific house flipping and wholesaling industry, right? So um, anyway, that, those are my thoughts for you guys. I hope that makes sense. I would love to hear from you. Uh, shoot me an email, justin at com to let me know. A lot of people just focus on their goal. I want to do 100. Okay, but okay. But how, number one, um, and I talked about that in, in, an, in a, a recent podcast I did. So go back and listen to that if you haven't on, rather than just having goals, have targets, right? Like what's your destination and how are you going to get there? So rather than just talk about that again today, I wanted to talk to you about what is the epiphany shift, right? What is the paradigm shift or epiphany that you need to have that is going to really help you get there? Okay. And it might be like one big thing and it might be a few small things, but shoot me an email, justinthehousefromhq.com. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. 
and I'll, I'll respond to everyone who shoots me an email. How about that? I just, just thought of that right now. So there, there you go. You get a little bit of a, um, free consulting, if you will. So shoot that to me and I'll let you know if I think you're on track or if I think it might be something else. So, um, anyway, guys, that's all I got for today. Oh, something I did want to mention real quick. Um, coming up, uh, towards the end of this month in, I don't, I'm horrible at dates. I don't remember the exact date or have it in front of me, but Bill Allen, who, if you don't know, if you've been hiding under a rock, um, an amazing, incredible individual who three years ago was doing one or two deals a year. I was flying planes for, for the Navy full time. Uh, in the past three years has gone from growing his business to one to two deals a year to doing, uh, to where I think they did almost 200 deals last year, uh, several million dollars in gross profit and is currently doing around 20 deals per month. Um, just amazing. And what, what he's done with his business to the point to where he's dramatically changed his life. And he did it within a year. He got to 70, and then the next year he did double that. And he just continues to grow his business. And then he's helped us grow our business too, right? So coming full circle, this guy now, I mean, he only spends a few hours a week in his business because he's helping me a ton. So I can verify for that. I can val- I can validate that. Um, and he's been able to do things like buy a plane this year and take his family to... Like I mentioned, uh, Walt Disney World, Disney World, Walt Disney World, hey, whatever it's called, um, buy a, a Tesla and just do all these incredible things, uh, give back to the community in, in so many ways because of what he started to do just a couple years ago, right? So he is going to have an event at the end of this week. This has never been done before. He's never done this. He's never opened his business up to this level where he is literally going to show people exactly what he's done. It's going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, where he lives. He's going to show you step-by-step what he's done. You're going to be there with him for two full days. I mean, an event like this, like, could dramatically... I mean, it could... There will be some seven-figure income earners that are made just by attending this event. And it it technically is an event for our six-figure flipping members. Um, but we were talking last week and he's like, Hey, we have room for about 10 more people. So what he's going to do is he's going to open up this event to, to the public for about 10 people, the first 10 people. Um, and anyway, it's, it's, it's pretty exciting. So, so if that's something you're interested, we're going to be doing a call later on this week. Um, we haven't finalized the exact time and I'm going to be talking to Bill later on. So go to, com slash event. Once again, that's com slash event, and we'll put all the details on there. And uh, like I said, we can fit about 10 more people. So it's kind of like first come, first serve, and um, it's it's going to be incredible. So go there for, for the details. Um, we're going to be doing a call. If you get to that page and, and we've already done the call, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll have the recording on there or by then it might be too late. I'm not really sure. So, but anyway, if, if you're listening to this, go to that housingwhq.com slash event. And if it's still available, we would love to uh, have you there. So anyway, um, good stuff guys. So other than that, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> getting over a little cold I got when I was uh, in Utah on vacation. Other than that guys, um, have a great year. <laughs> 2019 is, is going to be an incredible year. I have no doubt that so many people within the sound of my voice 
are going to dramatically transform their lives this year. I mean, really, as I reflect on oh, the past <coughs> 13 years that I've, that I've had my own business and 11 that I've been in real estate, um, it really is, and, and I think about that, you know, 2010, in 2011, I had those epiphanies to really change my business. It really is just making that decision and then knowing what to do. And I don't know, people always ask, like, how long does it take? And the truth is, I've seen people do it in a matter of months. I've seen people do it in years. But it's a matter of making the decision and doing enough of the right things that you need to do to get there. And it, it changes your life. I mean, I've always loved my life. Um, but the freedom that it, that it gives you to truly do the things that you want to do rather than wait... 20 to 30 years, <clears throat> if that, right? I mean, that's like if your quote-unquote current plan even works. But the freedom that you can literally have over the next 12 months, if you choose to do it, if you're committed and if you're willing to do what it takes, invest in yourself, surround yourself with the right people and take the actions you need to take, create that business, not just that job work on your business, not just in your business. This year can be the year that dramatically changes things for you. And I truly believe that. So anyway, guys, get out there, make some things happen. I believe in you, believe in yourself. You're amazing. You can do anything you put your mind to. Go to housewomenhq.com slash event if you want to hear more about the event that Bill's going to be putting on that could literally be the thing that you need to make 2019 uh, a year that changes your life forever. So that's it, guys. Um, Keep making it happen. Take action. You got this, and we'll talk to you next time on the House Flipping HQ podcast. Bye-bye. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.